This is definitely not very my basement. Very state of the art. Definitely wearing headphones. <laughs> definitely not just talking to microphones. We call them cans. <laughs> Welcome to Hildo Spills the Beans. <laughs> you can hear my radio voice now. Hello. Hey, and we're back. <laughs> uh, thanks for everyone for listening. It's been fun getting the tweets and... That's it, because I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can also check out the website at hil.do. It's Hildo with a dot in the middle. I think that's really fun. Uh, <laughs> today I have Corey on with me. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. Corey, what is your midnight snack? Midnight snack? See, the thing is, is my bedtime is not until after midnight. Okay. I don't generally go to bed until 1 1 30 at midnight i'm watching seth meyers like that's okay. what i do at midnight i still have never seen a show because i'm not up that late yeah that's not the case Wait, for me i am up that late sometimes i just don't watch late. yeah um i don't want to lie so <laughs> i don't want to lie to, i don't want to lie to the 10 people that listen to this <laughs> do you want to get off on the wrong foot no. here i want to be honest um yeah, so I don't. Sometimes I'm not having dinner until close to that oh, late. Okay. Um, I like me some ice cream oh. occasionally. What is? What's your go-to flavor? Generally, or brand? Because I know there's people that are really specific there about are the brands. People, like my dad was like that with Briar's chocolate ice cream. Yeah, I knew someone where like yeah. the husband and wife they needed to have Briar's vanilla in the fridge, and if that was not there, right. No, I'm I'm the cheapest person you'll ever come in contact with. So my <laughs> my go-to ice know. cream is whatever is on sale. Okay. Generally, it's whatever is buy two get one free or like two for six dollars or something. Oh yeah. Are you talking then, like prices at Cub? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I I <laughs> shop those ice cream sales all the time. Yeah. So generally, I'll get one that's some sort of Reese's or peanut butter chocolate something or other and then i'll mix up the other one right now i have a peanut butter chocolate one and um mini donut ice cream oh yes i've had the mini donut one it's not bad no it's, it's right. fine i mean it's not like right a i mini mean donut, every but... once in a while you get one bite that's just like oh that was a really good bite <laughs> that was some... i had just had a mini donut in there. <laughs> <laughs> but most of it's just like yeah whatever it's okay <laughs> Uh, we shop for ice cream the exact same way. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll splurge and get a Ben and Jerry's, though. But that's like... Sarah's into the Ben and Jerry's. That's like a gold medal yep. ice cream. See, again, I am the cheapest person on the planet, and I refuse to pay the amount for Ben and Jerry's. That's a little tiny it's thing. It's like five nineteen. a yeah, pint, right? Yeah, as I could for like a yeah. normal... So the only time we get Ben and Jerry's is when Sarah's along and she wants to get like whatever the new Jimmy Fallon... Yes, one is. Which came I, out with it. I haven't seen. Don't. I haven't no, seen it at Cub. Though. I can't find it. Yeah, I don't. I actually went to Ben and Jerry's website, typed it in. So the Tonight Dough is the new Jimmy Fallon ice cream, which actually I wouldn't be opposed to getting that one because it looks fantastic. Yeah, it sounds good. It's like yeah. cookie dough, peanut butter dough, or like peanut butter cookie dough. Right. Yeah. As opposed to his, like when he was on late night, he had a different one a different yeah, ben and jerry's that flavor one was really good i wouldn't try it sarah tried that one too but oh. like something about potato chips in the ice chocolate cream covered potato chips couldn't do it you off. couldn't yeah. do it oh i was i was into that <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird i was i was into that not, not in a weird way in a normal normal human being way right right yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i would eat a tub at a time all right 
this question is totally for me because I have I have an idea of the answer in my mind. Okay. And I want to see if your answer lines up with what I think. Okay. This is a, a circum. So I'll let you explain this when I ask the question. But how did you and I meet? <laughs> I, 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 so Corey and I have been friends for a long time. I'll say that. And sure. then I'll let you. Okay. Um, we were going to school and, uh, well, college more so than just grade school or anything. Yeah. Um, and I, to the best of my knowledge, we were both walking down the hall and you were the guy in school with blue hair and I was the guy in school in a squad five O t-shirt. Yes. And we were both like, that's going to be my friend now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. That is exactly what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was like a super conservative Christian college and like, I just remember do you remember I bought a pair after Halloween? I bought on clearance a pair of pants that had like skeleton because it was from a Halloween costume, but they were like denim jeans that were black with like skeleton bones. No, I bought them. Did you were- freshman year? I bought them because I thought they were awesome. And <laughs> did you get? Did you catch flack? I wore Somebody them once. Some shade. I wore them <laughs> once, and I sincerely wish I had just worn them more because now I look back I'm like those were so cool (laughs) but at that school it just wasn't going to (laughs) happen no (laughs) I couldn't well the the detail that I can remember is I knew I had blue hair but I didn't I thought you had bright green hair but I think you dyed it later that was a little bit later yeah okay yeah that was we're in college so we can watch gargoyles if we want oh yeah which we totally (laughs) did like I was uh yeah probably years later someone from school said, oh, that was the smartest move you ever did was have blue hair because you were Dave with blue hair. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was totally planned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It was yeah. funny. I just remember seeing you in the hallway being like, oh, I can relate to that person. Right, Let's right. Let's hang out. I don't think there were a lot of other people. Like, I had, uh, I got stuck in a room with four, three, three other guys. It was a room with four of us. And one of them, the moment I walked into the room, I decided he was Michael P. Keaton. (laughs) (laughs) I know who you're talking about. (laughs) He had, I kid you not, he had on his desk, the first day of like moving into school, he had a picture of George W. Bush on his desk. Oh, yeah. And so when there's that, and then you see a guy with blue hair, you're like, that's my guy over there. Yeah, and I roomed, and I, and I, I roomed with a football player, which I do not play sports. And uh, he had a little statue on his desk that was bowing to him. Do you remember that statue? No, I don't remember He that. had a little statue that would bow to him, so <laughs> I would turn it around so that his butt was facing him. And like towards the end of the year, he finally was like, do you turn my statue around? <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, how can I not say it? It's like, yeah, I do. I've been doing that yeah, all year. I've been year. doing that all year. Didn't you say I could be making this up? Because you guys like met at orientation or those like, want to be roommates? Okay. Oh, yeah. And didn't you say yes. he asked if you wanted to be roommates again the next year? And you're like, or am I making that up? No, that's true. <laughs> we... At orientation, they it was so awkward because at orientation they didn't assign you a, they hadn't assigned you a room yet. Mm-hmm. It was like it was in like a middle of the summer. Hey, you're coming to the school, right. and uh, 
he and I were the two tallest guys there. <laughs> and so he came up to me, and the first thing he said to me was, where do you buy your pants? <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure the second thing he said was, do you want to be roommates? <laughs> and looking back at that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I committed to living with another person based after knowing pants. them for 30 seconds because we're, we're tall. <laughs> was, uh, I mean, it, he was super nice, but we were just... Right. That was an odd couple situation. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move us along. All right. Uh, but that was, I'm glad that you and I have the same memory, like almost exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, you and I also relate to movies and books. Yes. So what book or movie can you read or watch over and over again? Um, Movie... Movie. I'm a Star Wars kid, so like any of the original Star Wars movies, okay. I can watch those any given time. You say you know, watch Star Wars. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch Star Wars. <laughs> um, original three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The original trilogy. Although, I don't hate the prequels. They're not good movies. Yeah, hate's a strong word for me. But I mean, I own them. Yeah, I'll continue I do too. watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, books, see, the dumb thing about books is I am such a collector, like I have such this collector's mentality that I don't like to read things if I don't own them. I want to own things, and, but that doesn't mean I want to read it multiple times necessarily. <laughs> no, I, yeah, So I, I have a too. large collection a, of books, yeah. but most of them I just read once. Like, I read Stephen King's Dark Tower books twice like the okay. series, but that's just because he wrote another book in the middle of the series. I was like, well, might as well read the whole series again. Yeah. But other than that, most things I just, the, the one exception to that is King Dork by Frank Portman. I've never even heard of it. I think I've read that four times. Oh, okay. Um, Frank Portman um, is also Dr. Frank from Mis the Mr. T experience. Oh, um, okay. He was the lead singer of the Mr. T experience. And the thing that makes uh, Mr. T Experience a great band is he's an incredibly clever lyricist. Yeah. And he takes that over into his books, too. So oh, cool. it's a young adult book. Okay. Um, but he he's just really smart. And so it's probably my favorite book. I mean, okay. I've, it's the only book I've read four times, I can tell you that. The, the only song I remember from Mr. T Experience is If Hitler Had a Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it. So you guys can <laughs> you guys can listen to that one. But King Dork. Yep, yep. Which is also the title of a different song. Has it been? How long has it been out for? Uh, a while. A long time. Yeah. Um, okay. He actually just released a sequel to it, like in October, November oh, of okay. this past year. Is it good? Um, it's. I think I built it up a little too much in my head oh. because I loved well, the first one King so Dora, much. Like four times. Right. Yeah. And I liked it. I thought it was very good, but it's different. It's not quite the same. So I mean, he also had another book that's not related to the King Dork books in between that, which I also like quite a bit. So I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. I really like him as an author okay. and I'll read it. But yeah. I'll have to read it sometime. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You'd read it over and over again. It's the only one. All right. This is another TV question. What TV show are you embarrassed about watching? Um, see, that's a hard one because I am not embarrassed at all that we own every season of The O.C. <laughs> and um, I've watched it multiple times. I mean, that one is mostly because of Sarah. When we first met... Um, Sarah being your wife. Sarah, yeah, my yeah. wife, Sarah. Um, when we first met... 
and we were just like hanging out and we were friends. Um, she told me, I don't even remember exactly why, but I was supposed to like call her or whatever. So I called her on a Thursday night, whatever night the OC was on. And she was like, hey, can I call you back in like a couple minutes? And I was like, sure. So I hang up and I went downstairs and I turned on the TV and I like flipped through and I saw the OC was on. And I was like, this will be funny because it was on a commercial or yeah. it was on the show. And I said, this is going to be funny. If the moment this goes to commercial, she calls me back. And the moment it went to commercial, she called <laughs> me back. And I answered the phone by going, ha ha, you watch the OC. <laughs> and so I made fun of her, yeah. but then she sat me down and had me watch an episode. And then the first yeah. episode I watched, the two main characters were starting a comic book club. And then a third guy came up to join and they didn't want him to join. So uh -huh. they started like quizzing him on different comic book things to see if he could join the club or not. And uh, one of them went, or one of them in the club said, who's your favorite writer? And the other one, Bendis. And I went, oh, he's my favorite writer. <laughs> and I was sucked in. <laughs> I have a connection to the OC. <laughs> All right, I'll be, I'll be honest. I've watched like, I did not watch the whole thing. Season four was a bit of a bummer. I think we only I think I only got through about halfway through the second season cuz it was just a um I think I just heard something like break above me. That was weird. Sorry. <laughs> um Jess is my wife and her sister Kelly lived with us for like a year and they got really into the OC. So I would I would watch a little bit but then I found out that that was video game time for me. Like I could easily <laughs> escape for like an hour and a half and go play video games. So I did. Yeah. It, one of the head writers on the OC later went on to create and write the New Avengers comic book, which really? is fantastic. Um, so, I mean, take from that what you will. Yeah. They also, in the show, pitched their own comic book to Dark Horse. It's Really? Yeah. I do not remember that. Oh, yeah. Is that the Seth character? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the only <laughs> name I remember. There was Seth and Ryan Atwood, who now plays Jim Gordon in the Gotham TV oh, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. with That's... his fists of fury. <laughs> I like the dad. Yeah, Sandy. That's right. His name was Sandy. The eyebrows, the caterpillars <laughs> over his eyes. Yeah. Uh, some of you might not know this, but I have caterpillars over my eyes too. <laughs> but when I'm talking about you, I don't put two fingers <laughs> over yeah, each eye. Like cigars over your eyebrows. Yeah. All right. Um, what is the worst job you've ever had? That one is pretty easy. Um, I might know this answer, but... Well, it depends on if you call it a job or not. When we were in school and I had to do my internship, because mm, yeah. um, we went to school um, for youth ministry. Yeah, you, Corey and I both went to school to be youth pastors. Right. We're not now, but, right. but we did. <laughs> That's a different story for another time. <laughs> And so um, your junior year of school, you have to take like second semester, you squeeze a whole semester into like six weeks or something like that. And then they send you off on a six month internship. And I did mine in a small town in the middle of nowhere in a farming community where I didn't really fit in. The kids got along with me and I got along with them and yeah, that was good. awesome. But um, the pastor basically, rather than wanting like a youth intern to train, he wanted a free youth pastor. Mm, and he also sucks. wanted to throw all of the kids like grades three through 12 into the youth oh, group. Oh, I and do say, not remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I mean, this man. whole situation was bad and the pastor was 
um, not the greatest guy in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, that was by far. I mean, like I said, I don't know if you count that as a job because it was an internship no, I, I had I to totally do. I totally count that as a job. Then, yeah. yes, hands yeah. down, worst <laughs> job I ever had. And that's, I think you and I relate in the same way where, like, when I was a youth pastor, I loved hanging out with the students. Like, that was by far the best part of the job. Mm-hmm. But it was always, always church politics that just weighed it down or, like, yeah. Not even not even the people that you answer to because you obviously have to answer to parents when you're running youth ministries, and that's fine because parents have inputs and they right. want to see their kids grow up and learn. And But I, I found myself having to answer to, like, really weird things <laughs> because of just church politics, you sure. know? You're trying yeah. to make people happy and... Yeah, it was it was a struggle. Like, yeah. I went and worked at another church again after after school, and my internship was bad enough that I decided this is not what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. And then another opportunity came up, and I was like, okay, if it's going to work, <laughs> it's going to be in this yeah. one, and it didn't work. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it's too bad. My but. I had the opposite experience because my internship was really good, but that was my one really good church experience, sure. yeah. pretty much. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I shouldn't say that was my one. I had I had pockets of other ones. I think another thing that I discovered later on, after I had decided that that's not what I wanted to do, was I just really liked youth group in high school, and so that's why I decided that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, and. That's a terrible reason to choose a career. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I mean, possibly it's from spending 12 years working at Hot Topic where I had to deal with stupid teenagers. Yeah. But I got to a point where I didn't like hanging out with teenagers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just... I always... Uh, yeah. I, the way I found it was, like, I loved relating to people that were my age and so i would get older and i'd be like oh well I, when i was in high school I'd be like oh i would love to work with high schools and when i was in college i'm like yeah high schoolers are like junior hires were harder to deal with but yep. but you moved <laughs> along and like and then i got out of college and i'm like oh i kind of like to deal with like hanging out with college kids and like <laughs> and i'm like i kind of want to hang out with parents that have children <laughs> or just like old like that have jobs you know i don't know yeah it changed <laughs> so um, this is one I have been thinking about a lot this week, so I'm interested to hear what you say. Okay. What is your earliest memory? Um, I don't know specifically in, let's see, it would have been 1986, I believe. My family took a vacation to Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, that whole area. And I have snippets of memories from that vacation. Okay. Um, so how old were you I in 1986? Three in okay. 1986. Um, so like I don't remember full things, but I remember we went to like Lincoln's birthplace. So I remember like a log yeah. cabin. Okay. And I remember playing in another building that was kind of made out of sticks. And I don't have any recollection of where that was. Yeah. But I remember that. I, just I remember, remember being there. Yeah. Um, so, and I remember like, cause my grandparents went on that vacation with us. So I remember riding in the back of their like Winnebago playing with like little green army men on the table. 
So like I have no recollection of any of the sites we went to, but yeah. that's not something that there's pictures of because for years my dad was like, you don't remember that, you just remember <laughs> pictures. Yeah. But like he never took pictures of the inside of the Winnebago me yeah. playing with Green yeah, Army. Men, so yeah, so I think that's cool. Yeah, I think that's probably. I like picturing that <laughs> family in a Winnebago. My the other thing too is, um, we didn't. Like, we didn't all stay in the Winnebago. My grandparents were in the Winnebago. My family was in, like, a station wagon or something. But oh. kids would switch back and forth So you, like, vehicles. pitch a tent somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah or? Okay. we did. Um, and we'd caravan I around. Pictured you, like, sleeping in the back of a station <laughs> <Yeah>. wagon. <laughs> like, that'd be a little tight. You're like, yeah, like a family of, <laughs> wait, four or five? Um, at that point, there would have just been four, four of us, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah like, we, we were just talking about this recently, and there weren't cell phones back then. So when we got separated... We didn't know when we'd see my, our grandparents again. Like we oh, maybe yeah. had like in a couple days we were gonna go to a certain place or something, but that was that was it. Like kind of a weird thing to think about now. Like that just wouldn't have be an issue, but yeah, at the time, that's great. That one of my earliest memories is a road trip with my family too. Yeah, there no seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely no seatbelts. Just like a mattress on the van floor. <laughs> Yeah, that Winnebago also, I've never been able to find someone who could explain it to me, but my grandpa's cassette player had like a VHS sized cartridge thing that you took a cassette and you put it in this like VHS sized thing and then you put that into the like the Winnebago like tape deck thing. Have you Googled that? No, I I should because I've asked my dad about because again, it's like a memory of me as a three year old. So maybe it's not even really, it's a memory of me as a three-year-old, so maybe it's not a thing and I'm making it up. Was it really an eight-track? <laughs> well, see, my dad asked me that because what I was, not too long ago, I was asking my dad about it, and he was like, are you sure it wasn't an eight-track player? And I was like, no, it was like, you put a cassette in this other thing, and maybe, Crazy. It, was, maybe it was an eight-track player. I don't know. <laughs> I was three. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. 80s, did you still have eight? I mean, that Winnebago was probably from the 70s. It was pretty modern at the oh, time. Oh, okay. So maybe it was a newer one. It might have been, yeah. Was it retire- a retirement Winnebago? My grandparents just traveled a lot. Yeah. They, my grandparents in their lifetime, well, they're still alive, um, but they have been to every single state park in the state of Minnesota. They Oh, wow. Because when you go to a state park, you can go in and they have like those like passport things mm-hmm. where you get a stamp from each park. They have a stamp from each park. They've been to every single one. I thought you were going to say every every state in the U.S. And like, <laughs> have you seen those maps well, with yeah, like the I magnet think, things on the side? I'm pretty sure they had that too, actually. Oh, yeah. So my grandparents you, were just I think if you have a Winnebago, you have to, <laughs> like, it comes with a Winnebago. Right. It's like the United States <laughs> magnet package, and you just say yes. It just comes, like, comes along. Yeah. Okay. This is a new one that I have not. I've got a couple new ones on here that I haven't asked anybody yet. Okay. Uh, if you were stranded on an island, what would you do? So um, I, the cla- it's like a kind of a classic youth pastor question. Like, what are the three things you'd bring <laughs> on an island? But nobody ever says, like, what would you do? Right. Um, okay, well, my first question is, I initially think of like a far side cartoon of just like a little mound of dirt with a palm tree coming out of it. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's a good question. So is is it I mean that? I'm guessing there's a question in there. <laughs> well is it that kind of deserted island or is it more like uh <laughs> like when I think island I think like castaway. Okay. Have yeah. you seen that? 
I saw part of it in a hotel lobby once. Okay. <laughs> I might send it home with you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, or like Gilligan's Island to the point where... it's Okay, so it's big enough that you can yeah, explore the island. But you are for sure the only one. Okay. Uh, so what would I... Honestly, I would probably die. Um, <laughs> it, would, it would take a bit. After but, a while. But um, I... My survival skills are going to be based mostly on a thorough reading of The Hatchet. Okay. The, you know, Gary Paulson book with the kid. I haven't read that either. Oh, that one's a childhood staple. I'm sad. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Flies, Hatchet, King Dork. I'll write them all down <laughs> after this. Um, man, that's a lot of book references. I know. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would... Not a lot of survival skills. I would probably do some exploring. I like hiking and exploring when we go camping. Like that's okay. I enjoy that a lot. So I'd have fun with that for a while, but then I would get really hungry and yeah. I would get really dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith in my ability to find and salvage also i'm a really picky eater which i suppose i would get over you, like if i'm starving yeah but yeah i don't have a lot of faith in my ability to get food and feed myself <laughs> yeah i don't know it's hard to relate because i, th I think i said relate a lot tonight <laughs> anyway i i can i think it's safe to assume that you and i have never actually felt what it feels like to starve right right you know and going th and at some point on that island, you would probably feel that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, mm, that's kind of chilling. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I picture like this pie in the sky, Robinson Crusoe, like <laughs> monkeys are bringing you your newspaper in the morning. Well, I also go to a dark place, another sweet book re reference, book brag. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, there's a Stephen King story. I don't remember exactly what book it's from or what the story's called, but it's about like a surgeon who gets stranded on a desert island and he can't find food. But since he's a surgeon, he has the ability to like amputate limbs. And oh. so the story is written in the form of a diary and he just, you can tell he's like slowly going crazy as he like chops off oh his leg gosh. at the calf and then below the knee and above the knee uh. and he's just like surviving on himself do you remember the name of it i don't know i i'm sure i could find stephen it stephen king is really hit or miss for me yeah i never finished the dark tower series i do want to someday sure but i have a book i have a book of short stories that my friend jeff the producer of this podcast mm -hmm. uh told me to get one time when we were at half price books it was sure. called night shift it's like mm -hmm. a collection of short stories yeah Never read any of them. <laughs> I'm nervous that I'm going to... I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> See, the thing... A lot of people categorize Stephen King as a horror writer, and I have a hard time with that. Like, he definitely has horror stories. Right. But overall, like, when you look at the Dark Tower books, like, they're like post-apocalyptic post westerns. Yeah. Like, they're not really horror yeah. stories. And, um, like, Shawshank, Stand By Me. Right. Those are not horror stories. No. I mean... But I think, and I've even read that Stephen King has like talked about this, is like his first published book was Carrie. His second published book was Sa Salem's Lot. So you have uh, psychic freak out 
teenage girl and then yeah. you have vampires yeah and like when he was like getting ready to release salem's lot his agent or whatever was like you know if you release this book you're going to be pigeonholed as a horror writer forever and stephen king was like i'm okay with that and that's totally what's happened like wow. he's yeah. had so many books since then that don't fit like the horror genre yeah. to me and but that's all he will ever be. That dude, he writes a lot too. He that dude in the time since we started this conversation probably <laughs> wrote a thousand page novel. <laughs> Doesn't he? I know he's. I know he. I think I read somewhere where he has to write a certain number of words a day. I I would believe he's it. a really interesting guy to me. Yeah. No. I was. I would like to sit down and have dinner with him. That yeah, I would enjoy that. Yeah. If if you pull that off, invite me. <laughs> I will. I'll text you. <laughs> Corey, I'm going to go eat dinner with Stephen King. Do you want to come? <laughs> no, I think I'm going to pass tonight. <laughs> what are we eating? Can that's that's going to be your question. <laughs> <laughs> Can watch some Shark Tank. <laughs> Rewatch the OC. <laughs> okay. Uh, a time you were out of your comfort zone. Um, anytime I have to be on the phone. Okay. Um, like earlier today, we are in the process of um, changing insurance um, for our car and our house and stuff. Uh, and so earlier today, I had to call the insurance agent that we, not even the one we were leaving. So it's not like it was a breakup phone call, but it was yeah. like the new insurance agent just, and not even for anything of note. It was just to say, hey, this is the time next week when we're able to meet you. And it took me far too long to like stir up the courage to make that phone call. Yeah. And and then he was out of the office, so I had to call him back later. <laughs> so I had to go through it twice. Uh, yeah, for some reason, I hate the phone. I hate it. So even talking to friends, family, yep, yeah, whoever, like they're especially like if they're calling me. There are times if I'm like not in the right frame of mind, or if I'm not expecting the call, there are times where I will just let it go to voicemail. I will call them back later when I'm. Yeah, when you're ready. In a, yeah, in the, in the mood to be on the phone. I'm not a fan of the phone. I usually, I don't know if it's the way society has changed now where we just don't use our phones to call people as much right. anymore. That, I don't know. I mean, the texting, you know, just the way society is now could have something to do with it for sure, but this goes back way, like oh. this goes to my childhood. Oh, like okay. My older brother is the same way, actually. Like, you guys he, just do not hate, do not like phones. No. Actually, he's probably over it now. He's like an adult with a life and stuff. So he, he probably <laughs> got over it. Have a life and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, this is a new one too. What is one conspiracy theory that you believe in? <sighs> for me, when I read that question for the first time, I'm like, oh man, I've been having a hard time choosing just one. <laughs> <laughs> that was my. Um, man, I don't know if I can come up with an answer for that. I really enjoy conspiracy theories, but I usually enjoy them more in the, this person is just a wackadoo kind of way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. So you can't think of one, you obviously think about a lot, right? But you, there isn't one that you're like, oh, I totally believe that. Right. So what holds you back from believing in one? Like, maybe give an example as one that you have thought of. Um, Like, 
the moon landing being faked or yeah. that jetpacks already exist. The government is just hiding them from us. Oh, I didn't even... I... <laughs> That's like <laughs> the rocketeer often, could be real. <laughs> that's like oftentimes the first conspiracy theory that pops into my head when okay. people talk about them. Yeah. Because like in college, I found like a ridiculous like conspiracy theory website, and that was the, the first story that they um, had that I read. The jetpack one. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. And it just stuck with me. <laughs> it was like if you look at all of these movies that people have jetpacks, like clearly the technology is around. The government's <laughs> just hiding them from us. Um, <laughs> I'm not that skeptical of the government, I guess. I don't okay. see I I don't see why I should be just assuming that the government is trying to pull these things over on me. Like yeah. I don't see the reason to lie about like the moon landing or right. jetpacks. No, I've never seen that either. So that that's more I don't understand the other person's uh motivation. Now that we're talking about government cover-ups and stuff, like that brings me... I actually took a class on JFK and other political assassinations. You did? Yeah, yeah. I did, because um, I did post-secondary. So when oh. I was in high school, I was taking college classes. And... Um, I was like, I don't think they offered that <laughs> at our school. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. Um, actually, the funny thing was, is there was this one teacher, professor, I'm not sure exactly what he was, um, who was at the community college I was doing post-secondary classes at, who was obsessed with the JFK murder. It didn't matter what class you took with him, he would make you watch the Oliver Stone JFK movie. <laughs> Which I have never seen. I have seen it multiple times because I took multiple classes with this guy because I loved his classes. I took, um, I took America during the Vietnam era. Um, I took JFK and other political assassinations. He also taught a Minnesota history class, but it didn't matter. It could have been that Minnesota history class. He would have worked the Oliver Stone JFK He's movie like, Let's into watch it. Watch this. Yeah, there's some there's some nuggets of truth he in here. Was, uh, <laughs> in uh, America during the Vietnam War era, we also watched Apocalypse Now, like in class. Wow, I've like, never seen that either. The JFK was like an assignment, like go home, watch JFK, write a paper on it. But yeah. we watched Apocalypse Now in class. Wow, like, that's yeah, that was awesome. I, I mean, I know a little. I know a little bit about that movie, but the thing that sticks out is people always talk about the the cow getting killed. They're yeah. like, that was a real cow. The, the real cow got killed. You watched that. <laughs> like, oh, that sounds like I want to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mostly what I remember about that movie was, A, that class was fantastic, and B, I hate the doors. <laughs> <laughs> For the the doors. doors are the worst band of all time. <laughs> oh, okay. The worst band of all time? Well, they're up there. Okay. <laughs> I would be, I'd, I don't know. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so the JFK assassination, I'm willing to believe that that is, there's something going there's, on there's there. There's more going on. Yeah. Yeah. I told, yeah. There's just too much. I'm not saying there's too much to to say that there right. isn't. I'm not saying know. that I know what it is because there's like 14 different plausible explanations. Yeah, but I don't think that it's just Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone. Yeah, I don't think so either. There we go. You prompted we figured, me. We, figured we got out, to we it. Figured, <laughs> nailed it. Proud of you. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> All right. All right. Where is your happy place? Um. Just hanging out at home. I'm a homebody. I okay. like I like being at home, watching TV or reading, just hanging out. 
at home. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any uh routines or like habits that that uh, not really. I work I work retail, so I don't have a set schedule. I don't work Monday through Friday, nine to five or anything. Um so my days are vastly different from day to day, from week to week. Um, so I can't really get into a routine like that. Okay. Um, I have stupid habits, um, most of which involve me having an unhealthy obsession with the number seven. <laughs> I, rem- <laughs> I remember this. So remember, like, well, you can explain it. Yeah, I don't know. When I was in high school, there was another kid who was older than me in in high school who was in like a youth group who decided that the number seven was cool. And so I jumped on that. And ever since then, like all of my alarms are set to something seven. So six twenty seven, nine oh seven, like it always ends in a seven. When I'm listening to music and there's numbers on the volume the volume is always going to be either divisible by seven or the num- digits of the number will add up to seven. So the volume has to be at like 14 or 16 or 17 because oh. it con- includes the number seven. Okay. But, but so, so sometimes it works out fine because like you got 14, 16, 17, 18, 21. Yeah. But if you want to be quieter than 14, you have to go all the way down to seven. And that's a oh, big yeah. gap there. That's where I sometimes run into problem. So what happens if somebody sneaks in and puts it at an eight? I I've I I can deal with it like, now cuz I'm guessing your wife doesn't have the 7. Does she I mean she probably she does it to appease me. Yeah. That's uh. what I was going to say. <laughs> Let's say she was driving the car, got a little crazy, cranked it to a 9. <laughs> um she usually rounds it off to 10 cuz she decided that 10 is at least a round number. Okay. Um it used to be worse than it is now. Now it's just something that I do, but I don't freak out. Yeah. But for a little while there, it got to the point where it was like, if I knew that it was on 12, like it'd be like an itch that I couldn't scratch until oh. I turned it up to yeah. 14 or something. Like I would just kind of think about it and it was there. But yeah. And like it, it's, it's not so bad now. Like if it's on like 10 or something right now, like I can, I can deal with it. It's, it's so right. do you think you just got accustomed to it or? Yeah. It's just, so it's not like you had to work towards something to change that. Yeah, no, it was just like something practice that, on thirteen yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was just something I something I got used to, and like I just always did it. So, yeah. What do you think people will say about you at your funeral? Um, this one, this one's this is a tough one for me. Yeah, one thing that I think people say about me or will say about me is something that I. I know people have said about me in the past, okay. which is um, that I am kind of undercover cool. <laughs> like this is uh, a guy I used to work with was telling me that he like ran into someone else I used to work with and they were like bonding over the fact that they had both worked with me. And yeah. that's that's what they decided completely independent of me, like talking about me like you like wouldn't expect him to be as cool as he is. <laughs> <laughs> think he'd be a total dork. So I, th- I think I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Yeah, I totally would. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like I'm just cooler than you'd think I'm going to be. <laughs> That's pretty nice. That's a good yeah, thing for people yeah. to say. So I'll, t- I'll take it. I think it's way better than the opposite. Where <laughs> I thought he was really cool at yeah, first, but, but he it turns was out not. He is a jerk. <laughs> just turns out he looks cool. <laughs> I assure you that is not the case. <laughs> Did you hear he eats the cheapest ice cream you can buy? 
<laughs> what a loser. So do you have anything specific that people that you would want them to say at your funeral? We're getting towards the end, so I, I only have one question left after this. Okay. Try to get a little bit more personal. Sure. A little introspective. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I just, I mean, I do hope that when it's all said and done, that people remember me as a God-fearing person. Um, that's really the most important thing when it comes yeah. down to it at the end. Um, that is that they know that I may be dead, but that's, I'm all right with that. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I would be somewhere better, you know, and I'm in a better place at that point. And uh, yeah. so that's really my legacy. What, you know, if it comes down to it, that's, that's what I want people to remember me. Yeah. yeah. that's. Cool. I have a particular hard time thinking about it. Not, not that I'm necessarily afraid of death, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know. I, I'm I'm such a, a chronic like people pleaser, right? That I immediately I think, oh, people are gonna be bummed that I'm dead. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> think that's the first thing I should think about. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> no, I don't know. I have a family. I don't want no. my family to go without. I totally, I totally I mean, hear that. Yeah, we have like, wives, you know. Right. Like, I and I know, know, like Sarah and I have talked about this. Like, if I were to suddenly die, um, she would probably shut down and she would end up moving back home to her like parents probably just yeah. because not just because of financial reasons and staying in the house but because she wouldn't be able to do it on her own and yeah. so i don't like to think about that aspect no, of dying that's like one that of those is, things that you just push away and right like, oh, i don't i don't want to think about that i don't have to deal with that but on the other hand like when i think about my funeral rather than thinking about death when i think about my funeral um there was on there's a showbread album. Uh-huh. Um, I believe it was called Who Can Know It or something like that. Okay. It was their first free album. They put out two free albums. Oh, okay. Um, cool. But um, this was their first album that they put out free that they were like, we want to be like musicianaries. We're going to like try and spread the gospel with our music. Like that's what they decided to do. Um, so their lyrics are far more... Um, about that than the previous albums. Oh, okay. This is a very long-winded. No, it's fine. <laughs> this is this is your time. Um, but they there is a song on that album called "You're Like a Taxi," and um, the chorus of that song says, "I'm gonna screw it up," but it says something to the effect of, "When I die, don't say." he's gone because gone is not the word to use for someone who finally found his way back home. Huh. And so that's, that's, that's what cool. I think of. I've from the moment I first heard that song, I was like, that song needs to be played at my funeral because that wraps it up like that. Yeah. That's, you know, that's it. And like, yeah. so I think it would be like, I, I hope people are bummed when I die, you know? I, yeah. Not that I hope people are bummed, but I hope people are right. bummed when yeah, I die. Yeah, you would hope that people miss you. But you know, on that same on that same note, like I don't want people to be bummed for me. Like, be bummed that you miss me. Be bummed that there is a void in your life. I totally get that, but don't be bummed for me. Yeah. Um. So that's when I think of funeral. That's what I think of. Yeah. Not no, that that's I'm. Th- that's looking, really insightful. Yeah. Not that I'm looking forward to dying, but right. The death part won't be so bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just getting there. Right. Okay, this is my last one. 
Okay. I wonder if people can hear the popcorn. <laughs> Our wives are upstairs making popcorn, so. I mean, in my soundproof studio. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely not very, my basement. Very state of the art. Definitely wearing headphones. <laughs> definitely not just talking to microphones. We call them cans. <laughs> Here in the business. Uh, someday this will be real. Uh, okay. What is the best advice you have ever received? I'm gonna. I decided I'm gonna end the show on this. Well, other than the fact that you get to ask me a question, too, right? So, right. But this is this is your last question, right? I listened to the previous shows, and so I knew this was coming. Okay. And I tried okay. to come up awesome. with something. Good. And I could not come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of thought of a couple different advice things that none of them are awesome. I mean, they're all good advice, but none of them are like, oh, this changed my life. I swear. Okay. Um, but um. When we bought our house, we went to a a loan officer, obviously, because yeah. we're not rich. We needed a loan. Yeah. Um, and our loan officer had previously been a financial planner and advisor, like in a previous job or whatever. And he had a bunch of like just really smart things about money, such as um, like every month you just need to put something away. Like it doesn't have to be a ton of money. Like if it's 50 yeah. bucks, if it's 25 bucks, um, whatever, you just put it away every month. So you're just in the habit of doing that. And if you need that money and it's in your savings, that's what it's there for. Yeah. But every month you need to have something to put away. Um, another thing that stick sticks out um, as far as advice that I remember getting was when I first started being interested in girls um yeah my mom sat down with me and i don't know if i had like been interested in a girl and she saw it or how it came up exactly but she even as you know junior high high school or whatever she was like is this someone that you could possibly marry someday because if it's not don't waste your time yeah that's, that's not what we're that's not what we're looking for yeah and like i only dated two girls before Sarah. Like, yeah. I was not messing around. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just something that I, you know, kind of took to heart. Like, if I couldn't see... I mean, it didn't mean I had to marry every person I dated, but, like, when when I went out and I was, like, meeting girls and stuff, like, if I couldn't see that as a possible future, like, I wasn't going to waste my time. Yeah, no kidding, because it just ends up with disappointment. Right. And could be nice for a little while. Yeah. I don't know. I totally, I can totally relate to that. So, yeah, those were what I was able to think of. That's good. All right. I'm ready. I said anything is, anything is game. Okay. Which I get a little nervous about, but yeah. I'll, I'll be totally honest. No, I promise. It, it's nothing. It's nothing okay. too scathing. Okay. Um, okay. So have you, have you ever read any Chuck Klosterman? That's not the question. That's set up to the question. Uh, does he interview people? He may. Um, he works for. Does he write nonfiction? Yes. Did he write uh, like that? That sex cocoa puffs. Book? Yes. Okay. Sex yeah, I've read one Puffs. of his books. Okay. Not that one. 
<laughs> I read one where he interviewed like Val Kilmer and Steve Nash. It was okay. It was really interesting. Okay, yeah. No, I I really like him. He is a pop culture writer. Basically, he writes yeah. about everything from there's a essay you'd probably like in uh, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs about how. Um, Lloyd Dobler ruined men <laughs> because no man is ever going to live up to Lloyd Dobler for women. And uh, so we as men should hate Lloyd Dobler because Lloyd, he just ruined it. Lloyd Dobler is the main character of Say Anything. Um, John Cusack, go see the movie if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, so I think specifically he says that John Cusack has ruined men for that's because hilarious. of Lloyd Dobler. Yeah. But anyway, that's the kind of thing that uh, okay. um, Chuck Closter yeah. writes about. But he also is really into ridiculous hypothetical questions. Oh, okay. Um, this is going to be good. Yeah. He's even released, a, I believe, like a party game deck of... It's oh, called, seriously? Like, That'd hy- be good. It's called like hypotheticals or something like that. Okay. And it's just, he comes up with these crazy hypothetical yeah. questions. So that said, okay. here is your question. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So you wake up in the morning and yeah. for some reason that you can't explain, all of your musical tastes have reversed. Oh, no. You still like music the same amount you used to, but everything is <laughs> backwards. So bands that you like, like Thrice, like Me Without You, you now hate them. Okay. Bands that you kind of think are okay, you kind of think they're not okay. But conversely, all like bands that you find unlistable, un- just terrible, oh, no. are now your favorite band. Oh, no. They're, so, like I said, you, the, your amount of liking music so, is generally the same as it had been before. Okay. But it's all backwards. So, basically, I'm buying the newest vinyls of the B-52s, is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. I love um, Love Shack now, <laughs> is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. So, now, I concede that this, <laughs> that, that this concept upsets you. Yeah. My question is, why? <laughs> I know. Actually, when you were asking this question, I was like, why would it matter to me? Because I like it. Right. And I think (sighs) as much as I don't want to admit to this, there, there, I go, I've fought this where uh, I'm circling the drain here. I'll get there. (laughs) But when when I like a band and they get popular and people are like, oh, they're popular now. I don't, I don't like them. Right. Right. And they sold out. Yeah. At at some point in my life, I made the decision, like, as long as I still like the music, who cares how popular they are? If they're really popular, I'm probably going to have access to their music a lot easier. Right. Absolutely. You know, um, I think it's just the, idea. Well, one, I don't like change. <laughs> but would I notice there's a change? Or I would just wake... I would probably wake up and have all this music and be like, I don't like any of this music. I'd have to get rid of all, everything. Right. It would be like now when I own the Rascal Flat CD <laughs> that I bought in college. And I'm like, why do I own this album? But now you like it. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm like... Now it's the it only like, album you own that you like. <laughs> Like, oh, where's that rascal? <laughs> See, I can really go for it. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I, sh- I, I guess it would bother me because I'd have to change my whole musical collection. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think for me, it's I'm proud of my musical taste. Like I, 
I'm one of those dorks who wears a band t-shirt like almost every day. I'm wearing a band t-shirt right now. Yeah. Like I'm a walking billboard. Is it the Squad 501 that we met? Unfortunately, oh. no. <laughs> okay. All right. Although I do still have that shirt. Really? There's no way my old, well, some of my old t-shirts fit me still. Not uh, all of them. Uh, uh. I think, yeah, I think I even still have that one in my fairly regular okay. rotation. Anyway, um... So, like, I'm very proud of my musical taste. And I'm not saying I look down on other people and their musical taste, right. but I very much am proud of my musical taste. And so if suddenly they changed, I would be really upset because I wouldn't be <laughs> proud of it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, drive to somebody's house. They get in your car. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, Rascal Flats, of course. <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with liking Rascal Flats. If you like Rascal Flats, that's great. They <laughs> sang for the Cars 2 movie. So <laughs> you're totally fine. Um, yeah. And Alice in Chains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of a band that I just absolutely loathe that I would start listening to. Oh man, I don't know. My brain's not. My brain's like starting <laughs> to shut down. <laughs> I think there's another question because I was flipping through these yeah. these books looking oh, for a question. Can I can I finish oh, what, yeah, I, yeah. what I just remembered? I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> Honestly, I try to live my life in a way where where I don't get judgmental on other what other people like because mm -hmm. it's just what they like, and they're being honest with what they like. Like uh, roasting my own coffee. You run into a lot of people who are coffee snobs, and they're like, "Oh, you put sure. milk in your coffee, you put coffee in your, <laughs> you put sugar in your coffee, or like you you go to Starbucks." Sure. And to me, or a lot of it is how people brew coffee or make cocktails because I like to make cocktails, and they're like, "Oh, you 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 don't make all your own syrups." Like, <laughs> and uh, came I came, I came to the conclusion if someone is enjoying what they're experiencing. I'm going to let them enjoy their experience. If they straight out ask me, what do you think about this? I'll say, well, I don't, <laughs> I hate the music you listen to, or I think you could brew a better cup of coffee, but it's, but if people are enjoying it, let them enjoy right. it. Like, yeah. If, there's no point in poo-pooing what someone else <laughs> enjoys. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's I my, think, that's my rant. I think that's a healthy way to look at it's it. Hildo spilling <laughs> the beans. Do you get that? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Anyway, thanks for, coming and talking no thanks this has for been fun yeah it has yeah i feel like we said yeah a lot <laughs> we probably yeah. did yeah totes all right we can say whatever <laughs> we want we liked it we can do whatever all we right want thanks to. for listening everybody hildo spills the beans i don't know if i should ever confess this on <laughs> to the listeners but i have never owned a gi joe How long does the effects of the pill last? Because collarbones heal within a couple weeks, I'm sure. <laughs>